Matthew chapter 27, verse 45, 46, and 50 through 54. And it reads, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints went, which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and all those things which were done, they, were, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Ooh, Lord, bring the word for your people right now in the name of Jesus so that we may be able to be stretched grown, pruned, convicted, but not condemned. Take us to another level in you for your glory so that you can use us mightily for your kingdom to make difference in the kingdom place and in the market. We love you, God, and we thank you. And we ask for you to cover us in this moment so that we may be able to hear and receive the word, what you have for us. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, the power of a dark moment. The power of a dark moment. I, I, I got to start the way. I, I, it's amazing how they said truly this was the son of God. First of all, they knew he was God anyway. Remember, the, the, they didn't even want to keep the silver that they had paid Judas when Judas tried to bring the money back. They knew he was Jesus. They knew he was the son of God. Nicodemus came at night, and they knew he was Jesus. The centurion saw all that happened. He knew he was Jesus. They, they knew who he was. When they went to the Garden of Gethsemane to get him, and he said, I am, they bowed down to him because of his authority. But yet they still took him to the cross. So I just want to ask you this question before I get into the word of God. If they knew who Jesus was and they knew he was the son of God, why are you shocked when people come at you? I'm asking. I just want to ask you a question. Because the thing about it is Jesus said they hated me without a cause and I'm the master. And he said, you the servant, they going to hate you too. Right? So I, 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 know, I, know, I, know, I know people... I don't, you know, people say, why you talk about haters? Why you talk about this and that? Because it's real. The Bible says he will give you a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecutions. So if you can't handle the hate, you won't be able to handle the blessing. Amen? I would sit down right now, but I need to go on and earn my little check. <laughs> so I, but seriously, how do we adjust to democracy and embrace diversity and still embrace Christianity. We are no longer living in a time where Christianity is the only religion respected in America. You have to understand your theology a lot now because they'll Google something. You'll be in the hair salon, you'll be in the barber shop, and they'll try to trip you up with some new philosophy, some type of religion. You have to know what your Bible says today. 
it is really a daunting task to open up uh, the doors of 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 the church today if we do it right. Uh, we promise people cars and blessings when they accept Christ, but Jesus' altar call uh, was open. He didn't say, uh, Miss Melvina, he didn't say, take up your Bentley and follow me. He, he, he didn't say, take up your Porsche. He, did, he didn't say, take up your four white horses. He, 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 he said, take up your cross and follow me. The very embodiment that justifies our faith is rooted in suffering. In fact, Jesus said, if you don't suffer with me, you can't reign with me. <clears throat> oh, old school, uh, uh, Sister Mary would say, no cross, no crown. Other religions call us a bloody religion, and, and they ha that we have a negative images at the epicenter of our faith. From the book of Genesis to Revelation, the Bible does not hide the bloodshed. It does not deny the suffering. Oh, it don't deny it. <laughs> the funny thing, although we dance and divulge our entire bodies in worship, it is really a struggle to walk by faith. But the dancing that we do doesn't mean that we're happy. Come on, somebody. But some of us, we can't afford uh, to be paying $80 to somebody and lay on a couch and say, this is what happened when I was three and this happened when I was 10. We don't have that time. And it's funny how a lot of people would knock the minority church because of the dancing and the worship and call it ignorant. Yet now they study the worship and the dance and say they even have some type of psychology in the way that they, they, they counsel people and tell them they just need to let they go. So it's something about knowing how to praise God even in the midst of struggle. If you can just hold up holy hands even when you lose your job and just give God a sacrifice of praise. It's amazing how some of us, we live and we praise God when something good happens, but can you worship him in the bad times? In fact, I know you shout when you saw God kept you out of an accident, but have you just randomly shouted because of the things that you have not even seen that God has protected you from? The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because your rod and your staff shall comfort me. That, that scripture alludes to the fact that you're walking in the shadow of death all the time and so many times God has protected you and you don't even know it. Oh, can I talk to somebody that has a job? Have you ever walked into a conference room and all of a sudden people stop talking and you ask them what they were talking about and you know they were talking about you? Oh, God has kept you even in the midst of strategic plans to conquer you, yet you still here. Oh, don't, don't, don't think about this. This is where we worship and get revitalized. Don't think that that woman with the pretty dress has her life together the way you think because she smells good and she looks good. Come on, somebody. Sometimes all she could do was spray on a sin of praise because the hell that's going on in her life. Don't think because that man tossed pocket square and tie are all together that he doesn't have the life, that he has a life that is, doesn't have any problem. The funny thing is we all want to act like our life is a straight line but every now and then we run into some curves and some potholes and, and some speed breakers and some roadblocks and some dead ends in life but all I can tell you is this, if it was not for the Lord, oh my oh I'm trying to talk to somebody today because I know I've been teaching you and I had the microphone, but somebody need a sermon today. Come on, somebody. Because I'm concerned 
with the generation uh, because they don't want to go through a process to be blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got these microwave blessing people. We got, we got these women wondering why they by themselves and they cooking turkeys in the microwave. Come on, somebody, baby. That's, that's the problem. You need a crock pot or something and let it cook a little bit more than two minutes. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's, it ain't done all the way. It's, it looked good on the outside, but come on, somebody. <laughs> but we want to abort the process. We don't want to go through struggles so God can build our character. And so God can build us up and make us the men and women of God that he needs us to be. See, 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 see. We, we want a word that sounds good and, 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 and looks good all the time. But I can't give you snicker bars all the time. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. I, I know you want me to tell you life going to be good and it's going to be a crystal stair all the time and everybody is going to be good and you're going to have balloons and confetti everywhere you go and you're going to be walking on the streets of gold all through your life and no speed breakers. Your tire will never go flat. Your car will never break down. No mortgage payment would ever need to be made. Your job will never get on your nerve. I wish I could tell you that, but it's not like that. And so the thing about it, you want beach nuts and candy cane. But what type of word is going to sustain you when you go home and your wife has had an aneurysm or your, 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 your husband has prostate cancer or your child is getting expelled from school? What do you, you need a word? You need some green beans. You need some black eyed peas. You need some lima beans. Every now and then a word has to get you stirred up to the moment that it gets on your nerves sometimes because it convicts you and lets you know that life ain't always. This generation preaches less about the cross than any generation before. It's funny. It's hard to preach the cross because the cross is a lonely place. The disciples were excited about Jesus when, until they realized he wasn't going to lead a revolution. And they were fighting to see who was going to be on the right hand and who was going to be on the left hand. And, and when he began to preach the cross, pandemonium went crazy. And Jesus called Peter a devil because he was devoted to something that was not aligned to his destiny. Peter said, don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get ye behind me, Satan, because he understood his destiny. When somebody tried to speak something to you that is not your destiny, you got to tell them, get ye behind Behind me, Satan, because whenever you try to reduce me lower than what God has called me to do, you are a devil, and I gotta get you away from me at least for a moment. Oh, it's it's funny. It, it, it's funny how uh, people, Deacon Dawson, say they need to get delivered from alcohol and and sex and. and and get delivered from, from, from all types of addiction and crack cocaine. But can I tell you one thing? If you can get delivered from, that you will be all right. If you can just get delivered from people, your life will be good. If you, if you can just get delivered from people, Lord have mercy, your life will be great. See, you always worrying about what people say. Who cares what people say? When you really start getting involved in the call that God has you in, you will have time for a dog fight a cat fight or whatever because you know you got a devil to fight I don't have time to listen to you say whatever you want to say about me you can say 
whatever you want. I need to do what God has called me to do, and you are a distraction. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story. When, see, I went on a mission trip with, with Reverend Guns one time, and, and they was trying to work me to death. I think that's the one that Miss Rosita and, and Miss Dawson went on, and, another, and, and Brenda Dawson. They, they ain't been back since. They, that broke them. <laughs> See, they should have went when her went. See, when her go, you will come back fatter and feeling all good because her be, you be chilling over there. We just teaching class and stuff. You be, you be out there on the chain gang with Deacon, with Reverend Guns. And so Reverend Guns had me working so much, they was putting pictures on Facebook. Folk were inboxing me, Pastor, you okay? Do we need to come get you? Well, you know I'm in Africa. <laughs> I appreciate the love, but I don't think you can just drive up here. <laughs> and come get me. But 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 it was funny because he had me doing all this labor. But one thing about me, if you were in charge, I submit to authority. That's why I don't understand when people don't submit when they're under my authority because I know I submit to authority. Because you can't lead until you learn how to follow. And so, and so, yes, 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 yes. You can't lead if you're not a good follower, you will never be a good leader. Because if you don't listen to somebody above you, you will definitely mistreat people below you. Come on, somebody. I had to give you that tidbit. God can't trust you to lead. If he can't trust you to follow, if you if you trying to fight your boss above you, of course you're going to stump on the people below you. You need to have some type of humility for God to elevate you into leadership. That's in my book, by the way. No, <laughs> but anyway, the lady kept saying, oh, so one night uh, guns wanted me to preach that night. So I preached. And, and I guess the word was good to the lady. And, and the lady, she had been talking about me, calling me a flunky and stuff. You know, I, I ain't know for more than y'all think I do. <clears throat> and so she, I preached. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I didn't know you was a preacher. I thought you was Reverend Guns flunky. You, oh, my God. What, why you ain't never say nothing to me? Why you didn't correct me? Because I didn't care. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what you think about me. Because whatever you think about me is not going to change the character of who I am. Your opinion doesn't mean anything to me. As long as God is pleased by me, I don't care who I don't please. You got to learn how to ignore folk because if you don't know how to ignore people, you will never be elevated where you need to go because the higher you go, the more haters you're going to have and that's going to give you too many times you got to be clapping back. Some of y'all going to be clapping like you in a daggone Broadway show somewhere because you got to learn Learn how to just be quiet and learn how to not worry about what people think about you. If you, <laughs> some of y'all will be way more blessed. Take a week to just ignore folk. Hit the ignore button and watch how blessed you be back when you come back Sunday. It, it, we done done it before. People were telling me that how blessed they were when they had to be quiet. One time I gave y'all their homework. But anyway, people, see. <laughs> The, the main thing, see, ain't it funny how people love Jesus when he was raising the dead? People love Jesus when he was handing out fish sandwiches. People love Jesus when he was walking on the water. People love Jesus when he turned water into wine and kept the party going. But when Jesus went to the cross and was being beaten and beaten to a bloody pole, there was nobody around him. See, people will love you on your way up and ride you on the way up and drop you on your way down. It's not the time of the crown that you know who with you, but it's the time when you go through difficulty, when you got to carry your cross. That's when you know if you got to ride or die. That's when you know if you really got some real 
suffering, when you really go through some type of struggle and somebody is still there for you, when they can, when they can call your name and you can get a job out you, they'll love you. But will you love me if my name is ostracized? Will you love me if I get disenfranchised? Will you love me if I lose my job? Do you love me in my cross? Or are you just looking for my crown? The amazing thing about God is this. Some of us blaming the devil for some stuff that God allowed to happen. God sometimes allowed the people to move away from you because he wants to show you it was him all the time. It was him that got you through the divorce. It was him that got you through the jail center. It was him that got you through the etopic presidency. It was him that got you through the firemen of your job. It was him that got your child out of jail. He was with you all the time. It was not the people around you. It was him the whole time. And sometimes God will give you a cross experience just so you can make sure that you hold on to his unchanging hand. Oh, <laughs> there's a cross in everybody's life. I'm not talking about a wooden cross on your door with a spoon like your grandmama had or with a picture of, of Michael, of, 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 of JFK and Martin Luther King. I'm talking about a cross in your life where you have to, you go through a dark moment where people are not around you and you don't know who to turn to. You don't know who you can trust. There's a cross that everybody's going to go through and it's going to be the pivotal point in your life and if you can make it through that ooh, if you can shout through that and understand God didn't bury you he planted you if you can shout through that and understand it's not a setback but a setup if you can shout through that and understand that God is allowing you to go through this so he can build you up because all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose Oh, it's hard to preach about the cross, Brother Brooks, because the crowd leaves. I didn't see blind Bonamaeus at the cross. I, I didn't see the, the widow Mees at the cross. I didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see the crippled man who could walk at the cross. I didn't see the ten leopards at the cross. I didn't see anybody but Mary and John. It's amazing how nobody wants to be around Jesus in the cross, but they want to be him with the triumph. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you want to shout and praise God when it go well, but when you worship him in spirit and in truth, would you, would, I mean, it's intimidating to preach about the cross because the crowd leaves unless it's Easter Sunday. Nobody want to shout about the cross unless we're talking about some Easter egg hunts. Nobody want to shout about the cross unless the Easter bunny is, is nearby. Nobody want to shout about the cross. Oh, come on, somebody. Hey. See, I, can I tell you something? And I ain't trying to scare nobody, but, but I know they be lying to everybody. I ain't saying, now, COVID is real. It's real. I'm, don't, I'm trying to tell you that. It's definitely real. But, but the vaccination, they can say whatever they want to say. They put some COVID in you. That's why some people be saying, oh, I ain't get sick of so-and-so, but it ain't COVID. They lying. I taught science for too long, right? Flu, if you get the flu shot, remember they had H1N1, and they made a mistake and gave you the wrong serum. They probably gave you H1N2. <laughs> but the thing about it is you got to have some of the serum. You, some of the, the venom of, uh, uh, has to be put in the, the vaccine in order for you to be healed, right? I ain't trying to get so so you had to put a little COVID in you to make sure that that you were able to build up the antibodies. <laughs> but 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 I'm gonna leave y'all alone about that. Let me let me go somewhere you can understand. If 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 you uh, brother, 
Brother Larry, if you get bit by a rattlesnake and you say it's a copperhead, you're going to die. Here lays a man, a good deacon, but he didn't know what he got bit by, so I'm doing the funeral. Ashes, ashes, does it does. No, because if you got bit by a rattlesnake, they got to give you some of the poison of the rattlesnake in the vaccine in order, in the serum, to make sure that you're okay. But if they give you the copperhead, now you just got two poisons in you without an antidote. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. And, and, and so what I need to tell you, it was not the nails that were horrific to Jesus. Even though the nails they put through his wrist and through his shins and it hurt and you would be hanging on the cross and suffocating because you, the weight of your body would crush your lungs and, and cause your lungs to collapse. That's why they would break your legs because when they get tired of you pushing up because even though it hurts, you want to push up to breathe. Because the first law of Maslow is self-preservation. Even though it hurts, you want to keep living. And so when people are ready to clock out and go home and go to the casino, they break the legs of those who are on the cross. Man, I'm ready to go home. Hey, man, break this leg. And they can't push back up. And, and so they would go through all that suffering, but that's not what scared Jesus. It wasn't even a crown of thorns on his head, even though his bloody, it was blood within his eyes. He couldn't see. That wasn't what scared Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't even him carrying a cross up the way of Via Dolorosa. It wasn't him carrying a cross, and he was beaten so bad with the whip that theologians would say that his entrails hung out, which means he was carrying a cross in one hand, holding his insides in the other. That's how much he loves you and me, but that's not what scared him. It was him becoming your freakiness and my freakiness, your mess and my mess, your sin and my sin. See, back in Leviticus, you had to go get some turtle doves if you did this sin. You had to go get a partridge if you did this sin. You had to go get some pigeon if you did this sin. You had to go get some bullocks if you did this sin. You had to go get some goats if you did this sin. You had to go get some sheep if you did this sin. And you had to always have it right or, or, or God would kill the animal and you. You had to get it right. And that's a lot of food to feed your kids you messed up with. And if it had a blemish, even on the inside that you couldn't see, God did not accept the sacrifice. He killed you and the animal. But what scared Jesus was he became sin for us. He became every nasty, detestable thing that you would ever do. He became the inoculation for us. He became every sin for you so he could be your serum, so he could be your antidote, so he could inoculate all of us. Uh, so now I don't need a pigeon. I don't need a turtle dove because the fullness of the Godhead bodily is enrobed in the flesh of Jesus. And because the Satan sent Jesus to the cross, the reason why Peter rose, the Satan rose up in Peter and said, don't go to the cross because Satan finally realized the wages of sin is death. And if I send Jesus to the cross, grace will be ushered in on everybody. But if I let Jesus live, everybody will go to hell but Jesus because if Jesus lives, he's a righteous man. Wages of sin is death and he didn't sin he wasn't supposed to die but because he set the stage up for Satan and Satan said don't go to the cross 
But he said, no, the joke on you, Jack. I'm going to go to the cross. Jesus did all this. God did all this to line up everything for you. He walked down 42 burning generations, enrolled himself in the flesh, reduced himself down to his least common denominator, emptied out his majesty and omnipotence to make sure when he stepped in Mary's womb, it didn't bust her wide open, came up Emmanuel, God is with us. And if that was not enough, after he walked down the way of Via Dolorosa, he sacrificed himself and had the unmitigated, the unmitigated goal to say, no man take my life I lay it down and the same way I laid it down I pick it back up again when God lets you go through something baby you can pick your life back up again because the Holy Spirit lives in you greater is he that is in you than he was in the world can't no racism stop you can't no police brutality stop you can't no Democrat or Republican stop you you are mighty man and woman of valor you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Can't nobody stop you. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit live in you. Great is he who is in you. He, he did all this to line it up for you. So the devil can't accuse you of nothing. He lined up everything. He, he was not born in sin because the only blood that mixes with the baby is the father's blood. The mother blood doesn't mix. That's why you got to get an R1 shot every now and then because it keeps you, the, the mama, from attacking, body from attacking the baby because it's a foreign matter inside the mama. And sometimes the mama body begins to attack the baby, especially when they don't have the same blood type. But the father's blood makes the DNA. <laughs> And God said, I can't send nobody else. I tried to send Abraham, but he kept lying about his wife. I tried to send Moses, but he was killing folk and cussing folk out. I tried to send Jeremiah, but he cried all the time. I tried to send Samson, but he kept, he couldn't leave the lot alone. I tried to use David, but he couldn't stay out of nobody's house. I tried to use Noah, but he couldn't leave the ENT alone. I tried to use Isaiah, but his mouth wasn't clean. I tried to use all these people, and when I looked around, I saw nobody could do it, and I saw that was bigger than me so he said I swear by myself I'll go down here and do it myself and save my people <laughs> set it all up made sure Pontius Pilate wiped his hands he ain't sent him to the cross cause if Pontius Pilate would have sent him to the cross it would have been an execution not a sacrifice because only a priest can offer a sacrifice, not a Roman. And when he rubbed his hands, wiped his hands of it, it went from an execution to a crucifixion when the high priest gave his assent. And now the son of God, who's also the son of man, the son of man, who's also a priest, gives himself as a priest. And the reason why God said, I'm a sin, I don't want to use bullets and lambs because lambs have no choice. I want somebody to have a choice in the matter. That's why it says he didn't go up like a lion of Judah. He went like a lamb before the shearers. He began, he gave up himself willingly. And because he was a high priest, what a sacrifice it is. He was a high priest of man and reconciled man to God. But he was also a high priest for heaven and reconciled God to man. He brought us together because he loved us so much. The devil can't accuse you of anything. Because Jesus wasn't born in sin. 
He was born Emmanuel. God is with us because the only blood mix is the man's and God put his genealogy in him. And so now he's inoculation for all of us. <laughs> That's why you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You better stop letting these uncircumcised Philistines at your job in your cubicle try to come against you and let you know what you can and can't do. You ain't got to talk back to them. All you got to do is go to your prayer closet, anoint your desk with oil, anoint your office, begin to cover yourself in the name of Jesus because the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. God said, it's... Can I tell you something? Let me tell you a secret. If you're in a battle, God already knows you're going to win. Because he don't let you go through anything unless you're going to win. The problem is, are you going to show up? See, let me tell you something. Remember Job? God said, have you noticed my servant Job? He said that to Satan. And he told Satan, and Satan said, no, nah, I ain't noticed him because you got a hedge around him. I ain't noticed him. I ain't noticed Brother Brooks. You got the hedge around him. I ain't noticed Brother Dalton. You got the hedge around him. Well, you know what? You can touch Job. You can't touch Job. You can touch his stuff, but you can't touch his family. He took all Job's stuff. He said he still didn't curse you. But if I can do more, I know he will. Look, you can touch Job's family, but you can't touch Job. And he touched his family. Job didn't curse him. He said, yeah, I touched his family, but I still didn't get to touch him. And God said, look, you can touch him, but you better not kill him. So if Satan knocked at your door, God gave him your address. Because he knew you going to win. And God uses you as a great marketing scheme. You better understand that some people at your job came to see your death, came to see you die. But when they show up for the show, they're going to see a resurrection. They're going to see you reborn. They're going to see that it was a setup and not a setback. They're going to see you were planted and not buried. They're going to see God did not forsake you. And that even though they formed a weapon, it did not prosper because you are a child of God. See, can I tell you something? I believe the devil in hell crying sometimes because we be blaming him for stuff God be doing. God allows you to go through some things to build character in you, but he allows you to go through some things so he can have an excuse to touch folk that he don't really have in his kingdom. See, the Bible says he chastised those who he loves, which means he'll chastise you because he loves you when you do wrong, but he don't chastise the people around you that don't know God. But every now and then, he say, touch, touch. You can touch the minister Mary because if you touch her, I'm going to have an excuse to touch you. Like, yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. And you got to understand God uses you as a witness. And they wondering, how in the world did I touch everybody else? But when I came over here to Brother Stamp's house, why I could not snuff him out? Because he's covered with the blood of Jesus. And so you got to understand, when you covered with the blood of Jesus, can't no weapon. The weapon, see, this the problem. See, this this, this what Christian folk mess up with. You keep whining. He never said the weapon wouldn't be formed. He said it would not prosper. I didn't say it a lot of time, but you got to hear it again. And some of y'all like, he said this all the time. No, I said it because some people don't get it. You be in the midst of a battle crying and breaking down, but if you keep moving and faint not, you going to win. I told you by the end of this month or the first of October, I'm going to preach the in-between time because he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher, but you got to take care of the in-between time. You got to keep walking. Let me, let me. See, 
this, this, so, 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 see, somebody, somebody need a breakthrough. We got to get the power back. We got to get the power of the cross back. You, you, we got to understand there's power in the cross. There's power in the cross. And that's why I don't, I, I love you all, but some people, when you send me a crucifix cross, I'm not going to use it because he's not on the cross. The power is that he's gone. He's not there. He, he was buried in rose. So when you send me that, I don't, I, I love it. I don't send it back, but I'm not going to put it nowhere. I, I ain't throw it away. It's in the drawer. So if you call me, I can show it to you. <laughs> yeah, it's in here, but, <laughs> but I, 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 that's not, because that's not what the power is. And another thing about it, I'm not trying to be rated X, but G doesn't have no loincloth on. He was naked on the cross. And his nakedness covered your nakedness. That's why he became every nasty thing for you. He became the serum for you. He became the inoculation for you. Because when he, when he became sin, God turned his back on him. And that's why he said, Eli, 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 Shabbatane, why have you forsaken me? God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God cannot look at sin. And can I tell you something for you saints that think you're so holy? God never said you was righteous. He said he called you righteous. Read the text. You know, because some folk think they all holy. Oh, I ain't done nothing wrong. I'm good. Look at her with that little short skirt on. If you look good, you probably wore it too. I ain't saying it's right. But I'm saying if I see some of your pictures back from the 60s, I'm sure... I just said, I'm sure. I ain't said nothing. I just said, I'm sure. You said it. <laughs> you told it on your own self. But seriously, he says he calls you righteous. He didn't say we were righteous. We are justified by faith. Like if somebody break in your house and you shoot them, it's a justified homicide. You still kill somebody. They just gave you justification since they broke in your house. But you still murdered somebody. You heard me? So you still a sinner, but God justified you because you covered with the blood of Jesus. That's why I used to, I used to feel so bad. Why? In the way that God called me, I miss her just like everybody else. But then I realized I'm covered with the blood of Jesus and he already knew that I was going to fall short. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He already knew when I was going to fall because before the foundation of the world, he had already been crucified in time and space before I got here. He already had a plan. He already knew. See, I need you to get a breakthrough right now. See, he, he was naked on the cross and he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men un, unto you. See, he drew you out of sin. He drew you out of some sugar daddy house. He drew you out of some crack house. He drew you out of some cougar house. He drew you out of, of somewhere, some bar. Some judgmental state. He drew you. 
And that's why I don't understand why we look down on people because it was not ourselves that brought us to Christ. It was him that brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And just because your sin is not like my sin or my sin is not like your sin, I can't look at your sin like your sin worse than mine because God sits so high, he looks at all sin the same. So it don't matter if you murder somebody or if you stole a pack of bubble gum, God look at both of you all like a sinner. So stop trying to look at somebody and look your nose down at people that might have a sin in your mind it's worse than the other because to God is all the same. He said, you mess up one letter of the law, you messed up everything. He drew you because he had a purpose for you and the devil can't stop your purpose. Ain't it amazing how the world shook because Jesus was crucified? Can I tell you something? The world shakes when they touch you. The office knows when somebody messes with you because it shakes because you called by God for a purpose. God loves you so much. This is how he showed us he loved. He, he, he split the veil from the top to the bottom. When he was crucified, he split from the top to the bottom let you know it was him because there was a veil between. And see, that's why there was a veil between the people and God because he, 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 he felt like they didn't deserve to be seen. He didn't, they, they, he didn't, he didn't want to have relationship with us. But once Jesus died and, 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 and the blood covered us, now he could look at us because now we're justified by faith because we're covered by the blood and he wants to have relationship with you. Can I tell you this? I know I say it all the time, but, but, but that's why ain't it funny how nobody ever had to change the light bulb in the sun. Right? It's still burning. Some stars have burned out. Some shooting comets have, have, have burned out. But, but the sun's still here. And we're not so far away that we freeze. We're not so close that we burn up. But he spoke that. He spoke the galaxy. He spoke the world. But the funny thing about it, he spoke these things that we don't understand. How in the world you put a seed in the ground and the sun ain't even reaching to the seed, but the seed, the sunlight ain't going through the on ground. But how in the world photosynthesis happened and it, it can't even see the seed and the seed can't see the sun. Yet it still grow. They still haven't figured it all the way out. They still don't know what light is. Is it waves and particles or particles and waves? What is it? They still don't know. But he spoke it. He spoke the sky. He spoke the ground. He spoke the seas. He spoke the whales. He spoke the sharks. He spoke the gazelles. He spoke the lions. He spoke, he spoke the comets. He spoke the planets. He spoke the galaxies. He spoke the night. He spoke the day. But when it came to you, he reached down and he formed you with his hands. Why are you worried about gas prices? He didn't speak you. He could have spoke you like he spoke the galaxy, but he decided to stoop down and shake you with his hands. He became personal with you. He split the veil to make sure you knew that he loves you so much. And after he stooped down and formed you, he blew his spirit in you. That's why greater is he who was in you than he who was in the world. And after he made you, girl, you were so you were so sassy. You were so anointed that God said, I got to rest. He spoke, the, he spoke the world and he didn't get tired. He made the sky. How we get to the sky? I ain't never touched the sky. I know somebody saw me in the rap music. If I can touch the sky, I can't. I be on a plane trying to roll down the window and touch the sky. I can't touch it. No matter how you get, you can't touch the sky. How you do that? How you separate the sky from the atmosphere? How our space right here? How in the world the water stop before it gets to land? What in the world is this? How do a tree grow out of a seed this big and be 50, 60 feet tall? How? But he spoke it. 
he could have spoke you. But he wanted you to know that he don't want to just speak you. He want to form you and make you in his image. And he loved you so much. That's why you need to stop crying when gas prices go up. He just supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's why you don't need to get mad when the enemies come against you. Because even when they come at me like a flood, your rod and your staff gonna comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it doesn't matter because you love me. I'm so glad grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life because every now and then I'm ADHD. Baby, grace and mercy took a right and on my, my phone and I took a left. But I'm so glad grace and mercy follows me. I'm so glad that even though I'm messed up, justice tried to hang me, but mercy cut the rope, baby, because my God died for me. I know I'm messed up. I know I ain't right. I don't know how in the world he called me to preach, but he called me anyway. I don't know what's wrong with you, but I know something wrong with you too, but God still chose you to do what it is he needs you to do stop letting the devil make excuses of why you can't serve God Samson was messed up David was messed up Moses was messed up Elijah was messed up everybody in the Bible was messed up but God still used him and if he could use Moses and he couldn't talk if he could use Noah and he couldn't leave the alcohol alone, if he used David and he couldn't leave the women alone, he can use you. Ooh. Ooh. You got to go through something. You got to go through something to get there. And it said Jacob was alone. <laughs> at Penuel. He, he walked out with a limp, but God used him. Come on, somebody. You're going to have a cross experience. And, oh, they said Noah, and nobody wanted to be around him, and Noah was alone to make the ark, and nobody believed him because he was an alcoholic, but God used him. Come on, somebody. Paul said I was pressed beyond measure, and I got so tired, and I was so tired, but he still kept going. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. God is a bad mama jamma. No matter what you're going through, God can make a way out of nowhere because Jesus gave you the strength I don't know what I'm doing today and I probably had 50 sermons in one somebody just need to be uplifted y'all know I be in teaching mode if you're a first time visitor I promise you I will do points the next time I'll have my little headset on and I'll make sure that you get every point I do but right now somebody need a hype Somebody need to be lifted up. And what I love about this text, ooh, what I love about this text, Minister Ann, is when he said from the sixth to the ninth hour. And, and what got me was, hold on, what in the world is the significance of the sixth hour? I began to God begin to say, look, because there's an appointed time for you to go in it, but there's also an appointed time for you to come out. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. So if you do good and faint not, I don't care what you going through. You might be in the sixth hour, the seventh hour, maybe at the eighth hour, but if you could just hold on until the ninth hour, God will get you out of your mess. 
I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know if you got cancer. I don't know if you lost your job. I don't know if you're going through a divorce. But if you can just wait to the ninth hour, just keep on holding on. The same way that God ordained you to go in the mess. It's the same way he got a way out. Have you ever been driving? And you see all these people on the side of the road because it's raining. It's storming. But I'll never stop in the storm. I always keep driving because I know that if it's raining right here, it's somewhere it ain't raining. So I keep on pressing. I keep on moving. Even though people pulling over and getting in emergency land, I say I'm going to keep on pressing. Then all of a sudden, even though it's raining where I am, I can see the sun three miles away and I keep on pressing on the road trip and all of a sudden I can see the light let me tell you something look toward the hills from which coming your help keep on pressing keep on looking don't look at the naysayers don't look at the haters don't look at social media don't read the email keep on pressing toward the mark of his holy call again a good work in you shall finish it hey i'm so glad that i don't have to remember what type of sacrifice to do i'm so glad i don't need to know about the feast of weeks or the feast of tabernacles i'm so glad i don't even know if i need to get a bullock or a ram because Bible tells me in Colossians that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If I don't know else I die, I can just say Jesus. If I don't know Jehovah Nisi is my victory, all I got to do is say Jesus. If I don't know Jehovah Shalom is my peace, all I got to do is say Jesus. If I don't know Jehovah the Kiddush, it don't matter. El Shaddai, You know why? Because Jesus is the Son of God. He is my throne of grace. He is my sacrificial lamb. He is my blood covenant. He is my tabernacle. He is my peace. He is my Lord. He is my battle axe. He is my deliverer. He is my grace. He is my healer. He is my Passover. He is whatever I need him to be. And you gotta do this. Tell every demon. Tell every hex. Tell every generational curse. Tell every witch. Tell every warlock. Tell every sickness. Tell every disease. Tell every sin. Tell every accuser. Tell every gossiper. Tell every hater that I've been inoculated by Jesus. I'm healed. I'm delivered. Even though I fall, if I repent, repent of my wicked ways, he shall deliver me. Hey, I know I don't deserve it. I know I'm not holy. But can I tell you something? You might call me crazy. You might call me arrogant. You might call me dumb. But Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost call me righteous. I may not be righteous, but at least they call me that. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I must be important. Because if it was no you, he still would have died for me. Hey!
tells me I'm his own and he walks with me and he talks with me when you go to your job stop being deep just know if you got Jesus you got the victory that's the problem everybody trying to be all deep you don't have to be deep you don't need no all this mess you don't need no El El Young Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom you got, got no all that, I got no that so y'all can know I went to school since I'm your pastor you ain't got to know all that all you got to know is Jesus all you got to know is Jesus everything about God every name every anointing every covenant every power every gift Woo. so you had to pray to God about the certain names so if you were trying to be in leadership, you got to know El Shaddai is the God above all gods. You had to call that name. If you needed peace, you had to know, Je you had to know uh, Jehovah Shalom because you had to know that was your peace. If you needed healing, you need to know Jehovah Rapha because you need to know that was your healing. If you needed victory, you had to say Jehovah Nisi and you had to know that was your victory, right? If you, know, if you want to be sanctified, you got to say Jehovah the kids do because that's your sanctifier. But you don't need to know all that. All you need to know is Jesus. When you go to your job and they get on your nerve, now don't say Jesus all out. I don't want to get you fired. But you go in there and you be like, in the name of Jesus, I bind every demon that's coming against me. I bind every stronghold. I bind every demonic spirit that's trying to come against me. I bind every spirit of poverty in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of racism. I bind every spirit of confusion. I shall be victorious. You don't have to know Hebrew and Greek. Just know Jesus. You ain't got to know all that stuff. It's good to study and show yourself approved, but all you got to know is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus name like Mufasa. Ooh. You got a demon on you, say Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, somebody at my job, get on my nerves, Jesus. They trying to scam on me, Jesus. Demons tremble at that name. Every name. See, you keep worrying about it's above your name and above your name. And my name, no, it's above in your name. Cancer is a name. Say Jesus. Hateration is a name. Say Jesus. That was just for my haters. That's why I could put it in there. <laughs> say Jesus. Whatever you're going through, say Jesus. Told you, man. That's the original Mufasa. Ooh. When they came to get him out of the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, I am. And they bow down. That's how much power he had. See, y'all keep wanting to cuss folk out, put the Vaseline on, take your towel off, and take your heels off, and take your earrings off. Y'all be doing too much. Mm -hmm. I'm too old for all that. Maybe 10 years ago. I'm too old now, man. Boy, they ain't got time for all that. I'm 40 something. They ain't got time to be chasing old Negroes and trying to be careful what you say about me. I don't care what you said. Jesus, handle it. You go get your oil, anoint yourself with oil, 
Anoint your house, anoint your car, anoint the doorpost at your job, anoint your office. Get in there early and don't, don't break it nobody off, but anoint the outside of your enemy office. Let them demons, at least they can't be in there for a minute. Let them take a break. Let them demons wait outside. <laughs> you know what? You got to get your demon and go back home. This, this, this job anointed. Walk in your power and your authority because God has given it to you. He gave it to you. He went through all that so that he could give it to you. He said, I'm going to be ripped open so the Holy Spirit can be released to you because I can't be with you always. Um, when, I, when I be lifted up, I'm going to send you the paraclete. I'm going to send you the advocate. I'm going to send you the helper. I'm going to send you the comforter in the form of the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to do all things. See, not some things, not most things, but all things through Christ. Your business be blessed because of Christ. Your peace be blessed because of Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's a power that's in you that the devil don't want you to discover. Like I said in Hebrews, the, the Bible says, what is man that you're mindful of him? You made everything to be subject under his feet, <clears throat> under her feet. <clears throat> Yet they don't walk in that authority you gave them. The angels are irritated because God gave us so much authority, but we don't walk in it. He gave us authority over demons. First of all, can I tell you something? He gave you authority over angels, the ones who are obedient to God. So if you got authority over Michael and Gabriel and you worried about the devil that got cast down, that's not here legally, he was cast down from heaven. It says, he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. The gate is a woman. He wasn't born here naturally. He has no legal authority here. He was cast down. You feel me? That's why they say the Antichrist is going to try to be born of a woman because he feels like he'll have legal authority, but he has none. He did not enter into this time and space legally. So he has no authority over you. But you give him power. Don't you be, I know somebody, let me talk to old school. Don't let Flip Wilson fool you. The devil cannot make you do anything. You have authority over him. Speak it. I want you to walk in your authority this week. I don't want you to be put all your Vaseline back in the house. <laughs> leave your heels on. Don't take your flats. Leave your heels at home. Leave your, leave your flats at home. Just go to work. Unless you got flat because your feet hurt. But some of y'all got them because you like, that girl say something to me, girl. I got these shoes in the car. I'm playing. I ain't even wear my good weed today, girl. I'm telling you. I got the raggedy one on because she grabbed my hair. I ain't going to worry about it. <laughs> I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously, don't worry about finding your enemies. God is able to take care of your enemies. Look to the hills who has come as your help. Take it to him in prayer and annoying.